Welcome back to DSR, Become a Better Man, Become Better in Dating, Sex and Relationships. Before we jump into this episode, a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash get top 13. There you will find an audio interview between me and one of our top editors, Jackson Hunter, talking about the best advice of all time over our 15-year career in this industry. Some of you may not know that we had a company way back in 2003 in London, one of the first dating coaching companies at the period. And so we were teaching it back then and we were learning it many years before. So we've been into this a long time. We've seen a lot of things go past. And this is the highlights. We take the top 13 things that we think are really valuable that we discovered. That's like less than one per year, if you think about it. And we talk about the top dating experts and so on based on our experience. So if you're new to this show, absolutely go check that out. Listen to that. Um, Give you the grounding so that you are able to use all the information in the show a lot better. You have a lot better perspective on, on where to place this stuff and how to use it compared to everything else. A quick thank you for another iTunes review. This one is from Dr. Wu Lin. He gives us five stars for a great dating podcast. He says it's wonderfully crafted podcasts and contains a lot of solid starting materials that many other podcasts don't have. The interviews are often lengthy and doesn't start getting into the cream of the materials until a few minutes in. However, once you get to it, they're golden. Great job, Angel. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I'll take that as a reminder to keep the intros a bit shorter too. I actually am thinking about cutting the intro, the branding intro, and making that a bit shorter. So if any of you have any views on that, please reach out and let me know what I could do with that. I'm thinking about putting some something a bit more uplifting, cool and lively. This topic is amazing. It's amazing because it's escaped us for 114 episodes. We have not spoken about it in detail. However, it is one of those things men typically panic about. I'm not all panicking, but it has, it's really a big anxiety spot. I know from my experience that it's just something that comes up and up and up again. And uh, many guys will chicken out or they just won't do it right because they're anxious around this moment. What is it? It is kissing. So today we're going to talk about how to kiss, how not to get rejected when kissing, how not to kiss and different ways to kiss. And it's pretty much everything we can think about about kissing. I simply can't believe we didn't cover this before. So this is a really key, important episode. I hope that it's going to reduce your anxiety for those of you who still have some around this pretty cool pastime activity. Kissing is fun. Today's guest is Trip from tripadvice.com. That's his YouTube channel with over 200,000 subscribers and over 250 videos on dating, sex and relationships. He's a relatively newcomer to the whole area. However, he's come with a storm. He's, he's already pretty well known. He's actually one of the guys who's managed to break out in the last few years. Whereas I, like, I see people come and go all the time. He's one of the guys who's managed to come out late in the game compared to everyone else. There's a lot of people been giving out advice for a long time. So it's not necessarily easy to just come in and make a name for yourself, but Tripp's managed to do that. So really props to him for his hard work and really putting his stuff out there because it, it works. And obviously 200,000 subscribers. So Tripp invited me on his show to chat. And during the chat, I realized he had some great tips and advice and we hadn't had him on here. So uh, made sure to get him straight back over here to talk to you guys. To get all the details of this interview in an easy done for you format where you get links to everything we mention, the transcript, you can follow along the transcript as we talk or just skim read it if that's your preference. And to get more about today's guest, then you can get those in our newsletter by going to datingskillsreview.com forward slash newsletter and type in your email there. And then you'll get all of that 
in your inbox every time we put a show out. Now let's get into this well overdue episode on kissing. I'm Angel Donovan, and this is the Dating Skills Podcast. This is a 14-year ongoing mission to discover the truth about what works in dating, sex, and relationships, to become a better man. Join me as I leave no stone unturned, chase down every expert, role model, and mentor with insights to get us to that goal as fast as possible. This show is about bringing you the best of that information so that you can take it in and change your life for the better, step by step, episode by episode. Trip, thank you so much for joining the show. Yes, absolutely. Happy to be here. Excellent. So you built up quite a YouTube channel over the last year. Is it just the last year you've been running that? Uh, I've been doing it for three years now. I think it was ah. my anniversary, like now, like around the fall of 2012 is when I really started putting out videos. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because you've got a lot up there now, haven't you? Well, so one of them, or no, a few of them, which are pretty popular on the topic of kissing, which is basically defined the topic because I realized, wow, we've never spoken about kissing. And I can imagine all the insecurities, all the anxiety, if it's anything like the anxiety I had when I was younger, there's a lot to talk about. Before we dive into that, definitely want to learn a bit more about you and where you're at in your life. We like to get to know our guests a bit. So how old are you? What is your dating lifestyle like these days? Where are you living? That kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a little nomadic at the moment. I'm in Chicago, Illinois, in the States. I was in LA for a while, 30 years old, which uh, I'll be honest, it was kind of freaky to get to that number. But but once you hit 30, like a couple months in, you feel pretty good about it. It feels good. I, I feel like it's one of the one of the best ages to be dating. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You feel, you feel a bit more confident in who you are and you can easily, I would say, you know, any age you, you can date really, you know, depending on how good your, your game is, so to speak. But at 30, it just, it's really easy to be able to date older and younger because you're kind of right in the middle. And so I found that to be pretty fun. So yeah. So at this point I'm dating, I'm, I would consider myself more of a, of a girlfriendy kind of relationship guy. You know, once in a while, I'll do the casual flings here and there. But I personally really enjoy getting to know women more one-on-one and forming those connections. That's, I think, always been just one of my favorite things. And of course, over the years, I got a lot better at meeting women. And so I wanted to be able to do that with the types of women that I wanted. You know, when I was maybe in my early 20s, I didn't really understand too much about women. Uh, no one really taught me about them. No one taught me how to talk to them, how to flirt with them, and how to kiss them, right? So I had to kind of go through my own journey to learn how to do that. And I would still say I'm still going through that journey because there's still so much more to learn and the learning never stops. But at this point, you know, I've gotten to a, a comfortable point where I'm, I'm able to go after and successfully attract the types of women that I want to attract and feel good doing it. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a girlfriend type most of the time, too. Like every phase is, I'm like a different person every five years. So uh, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I don't know if that's happened to you, but uh, like when I was 25, I was like, I'm going to get married when I'm 30. And that never happened. Other stuff happened instead. And he goes on. Have you ever thought about getting married? Yeah, I don't definitely. And I do want to get married eventually one day. Uh, that's definitely something that I want to do. I just want to make sure it's with someone that I really 
deeply care about and someone that's a really good fit and match for me. I'm in no rush though. That's the thing. I think maybe I, I thought I would be married at this point when I was in my early twenties, but, but now I've kind of learned it's not about that. It's so much better. I mean, I've never been married, so I don't really know, but I can, I can take a wild guess. It's going to be better to be with someone who you really connect with, really love than be with someone who sucks just to get married, just, oh, yeah, just no. to do the thing that most people do. Yeah, you, know, you definitely so. don't want to just get married. That, that's uh, no. I mean, that's been my thing. There's never, I guess, I shouldn't really say this, but there's never been anyone that's kind of motivated me to take that step. But I've always, I've always considered it an open option. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you want to do it, it's funny because like a lot of people in this industry don't really talk about marriage a lot. It's a lot about just kind of going after and sleeping with a lot of girls, which is totally fine. But there's a lot of guys out there who who are kind of girlfriend guys who are marriage kind of guys. And yeah. I just want to be one of the, maybe one of the first ones to say this. I don't really know, but that's okay. That's totally okay. You, you come to, a, not every guy, but some guys come to the point where they've kind of sowed their oats. They've gone out, they've slept with a lot of women and it's really fun. But then you're kind of looking for something on another level that can, I don't know, just, it's just a new experience being able to find someone and really, I don't want to use the word settle down because I don't really like that term, but I'm trying to think of something else, really just kind of kind of focus in and, and zoom in on, on that one person. That's a, that's a very unique experience to have. And hopefully, hopefully everyone gets to experience that with someone who is really right for them. So it's yeah, all about, yeah. you know, kind of listen, it's all about listening to these podcasts and, and learning how to do that. Absolutely. It's a journey. Okay. So what are the reasons I got into this? was that I kind of hit a bottom in this area of my life for a bunch of reasons, which my audience has heard many times, so I'm not going to go over that. <laughs> but I'd like to get a bit of context for why you're a dating coach. Is there something that happened in your life? Because I find a lot of people in their lives, when they got good at something, often they had some kind of event which kind of bottomed them out and gave them the motivation or whatever. So I'm always interested to hear that. I don't know if you've got a that part of your story or you've got something completely different. Well, it was, I mean, kind of like you said, it was more of a journey than anything. I think uh, I remember going on your website like back in the day when I was learning this stuff. And I remember learning from a lot of the guys that you've been interviewing over the course of however many years. So I took my own journey in this. It wasn't something I ever planned to do in terms of a career or a living. I just wanted to get better with girls. I was like any other dude out there. and. When I started to learn about how to get better with women and relationships and socializing, it just piqued my interest to such a, a big degree. And it, at that same time, and a little bit before I started learning about how to get better with women, I was always into like self-improvement and things like that. So it just all became this really big passion of mine, just being able to, to conquer this area of my life. and then be able to share my experiences with other people, with friends, with people on an old podcast that I had, because I got so interested in, in all this material that I started a podcast that was basically an outlet for me to, it didn't have any meaning at the time, but just to kind of share what I learned and hopefully teach some other guys some stuff. And through that podcast, some guys ended up seeing success. So I got this like high off of like, whoa, like all these right. guys are seeing success off of the stuff that I'm talking about. That feels really good. 
that feels amazing. And so I guess there was one moment where I remember in the middle of this podcast and it being somewhat successful, we got a lot of downloads and stuff. It's called dudes talking about chicks, by the way. I don't, I don't do that podcast anymore, but um, still out there. it's still on iTunes. I think it's still on iTunes. So 25 episodes or something. But yeah, so I remember doing that. And I remember there was this one night when I went out to get a drink with a buddy of mine, a new friend. We were just kind of talking. We were in Los Angeles. And he was like, oh, so you're doing that podcast, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, wow, tell me about that. So tell me about the podcast. He goes, actually, if you don't mind, I would like some advice. There's this girl situation I have. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be happy to. Because he knew that I gave advice on this podcast. And so he asked me a question. And after he asked me the question, I just started spitting out without even thinking like all this stuff, like telling him kind of what to do and how he could get better and what to do with this girl and the mindset he needs to go into and, and blah, 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 blah. All this information just kind of like, I just vomited it out. And at the end of it, he's like, oh my God, that was really good. Like, thank you. This is going to help me a lot. Like, I really appreciate that. That makes so much sense. It's so e- easy to understand. I never heard it that way. This is great. Thank you. And so I was like, yeah, no problem. And I do remember the walk from that conversation to my car. There was a moment in there where I was like, whoa, what if I did this for a living? Like, what if I actually helped guys and turn it into a career and turn it into a business? And I knew I could because I saw guys like you and other guys who did it who had businesses like this. And so I was like, well, I know it's possible. Let me, let me try it out. So, I mean, that was pretty much the start of it. That was maybe in 2010, 2011, when that kind of little epiphany happened on that walk to my car. And I've been doing it ever since. And that's kind of what started getting me into it. And now I'm just like, now here we are <laughs> doing yeah. podcast interviews and, and helping guys and, and getting guys watching the videos on the YouTube channel and kind of giving my own sort of branded advice on, on how guys can get better with girls. So. And it's great to hear your story, man. Great to hear everyone's story, how they got into this stuff, because we do get a lot back, you know, people don't realize, but in terms of like seeing someone get success and particularly like someone who's kind of gone from all the way from the beginner, he's like got zero experience or something. And he feels like he doesn't really fit in in the world to that extent. And then he goes all the way to this very satisfactory life and pretty normal, like what he, what he always wanted. I always find that uh, really cool to see that when guys kind of break their limiting beliefs and get to this completely different place. Absolutely. I'm a great example of that because I really, it did not come easy. And there was plenty of times where I almost gave up. Like it wasn't, it was never easy for me to learn this stuff. It didn't just all of a sudden click. I mean, it took a long time and a lot of struggle and a lot of pain and, and suffering really to get good. I mean, with anything, there's a learning curve and there's a lot of challenges that come through. But I say that not to discourage, but encourage any guys who are listening who want to go through that journey, because you just got to know that it's not going to be easy, but it's possible. Yeah. And as with everything, the rewards are great when you overcome obstacles, you'll see completely different life in the end. So you can really see that transformation. So let's get into kissing. I guess a lot of guys, they get really nervous about when to make that first move, when they're on a date or some situation like that. How does a guy get into a, make that first move? Is there a certain time? Like, how does it start right at the beginning when he should start thinking, all right, it's time for me to kiss a girl or to make my move here? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a couple of things you need to do. First of all, 
I believe, and I probably, I know a lot of guys who are listening will agree with me. The hardest thing about kissing, like the hardest thing, the number one hardest thing about kissing is the like 10 seconds before you go for the first kiss, right? Because after that, it's all easy. Like that's the main and probably the biggest barrier or hurdle you jump across to start getting physical, to breaking through the friend zone, right? Because after that, after you kiss a girl, you can kiss her again and you can pretty, pretty easily escalate to sex, right? And everything in between because you're already there. You're in that mode, but it's that jump that's the hardest. So one of the things that you're going to have to do is you're going to actually have to treat that moment and that little obstacle as one of the things that you're going to have to practice over, 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 over again. Okay. So, so it's like, if you're, for example, if you're learning how to get over approach anxiety or something, well, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, approach, 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 and approach as much as you can. So you kind of get over that fear, or maybe you're learning how to, how to flirt with the girl. You practice flirting a little bit more. You practice kind of like the, the lines you say and your body language, and you practice it over and over again. This is the same idea. This is the same idea. Because it's a little scary for guys to kind of break through that. But when you do it a lot, it's going to really significantly get easier. Okay? So just remember that. So that is something you're going to have to practice. So I encourage guys to go on as many dates as possible or go out as much as possible to be able to create that moment with a girl so you can start breaking through the hurdle of going from we haven't kissed yet to now we're kissing. Okay? So that's one of the first things. Now, what you should do and, and how you know when to do it, it's actually fairly simple. Again, the hardest part is just really doing it. But all you got to do is just look for a couple of signs of interest, okay? A couple of signs of interest. So let's just say a date, right? That's a common, that's a common time to kiss a girl for the first time. And I always say, by the way, if you see these signs of interest, on a first date, always go for it. You should probably anyways, I mean, if she's on a date with you, she is somewhat attracted to you. She's somewhat interested in you. So that is really one big sign of interest right there that gives you the okay to go for a kiss, right? She's on a date with you. She's taking time to spend time with you, okay? So that's one. Now, if you guys are having a good conversation and there's a lot of different signs, she's laughing at your jokes, She's really laughing in general because that can mean she's a little bit nervous, right? And a nervous laugh, that means she's, she's attracted to you. If she is touching you in any form at all, if she touches your hand, your arm, or she makes any excuse to touch you, she's giving you a lot of eye contact and shows that she's really interested in the things that you're saying. She's asking a lot of questions. If you guys end up Let's just say maybe like after you get a drink or something, or maybe you're getting dinner, you guys go for a walk and you guys end up holding hands or getting a little bit more physical or physical in any way at all. That's not the kiss. Those are big signs. And then after that, if you're starting to get a lot of those signs or you get this, it's kind of intuition too. It's something you can't really teach, but you're going to feel it. You're going to be like, I think this girl likes me. Like, I think she's into me. Like if you even have an ounce of that feeling in your gut, in your head, Listen to that. You're probably right. Okay. You're probably right. Most likely. And even if you're wrong, it's okay. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's never going to be bad to go for the kiss and get rejected than then have not tried. Okay. Especially 
especially on a date, because you should assume that she's interested. Now, what you want to do at that point is just create a silence with her. Okay. So you create a silence with her, which just means you shut up. Okay. And then she'll eventually stop talking, whatever she's talking about and -hmm. get close to her. And this can be, I mean, this most likely will happen after whatever you're doing on the date. Or even if you're at like a bar or something and you guys are close and you get a bunch of those signs, just shut up and then she'll eventually shut up and wait like two seconds and then you just go for it. And make sure you're like no more than three inches away from her. You got to be close. You don't want to like go for a a kiss that's going to be awkward and go far over her. Yeah, the kiss lunge is no good. We don't want the kiss lunge. We want you to be right there, right close. There's not a lot of distance and you can just go for it. And that's the key is just creating the silence and then moving in. And the hardest part, like I said, it's not going to be looking for the signs, not going to be even the kissing aspect. It's just creating that silence and then going for it and not listening to all the crazy stuff in your head that's telling you not to do it and giving you those butterflies. You just got to go for it. That's nice. I hadn't heard it explained that way before. Yeah, I like it. Um, can definitely relate to that. And one of the things I was thinking of, you're trying to describe how the girl's interested. Often it's just kind of like this warm gaze, especially if you're slowing down and you're looking into her eyes and she's looking into your eyes and she, she goes quiet as well. It creates a great moment there as well if you've got that eye contact when you go in for the kiss there. Have you got any tips about how to go in for the kiss? Should I be, should I be looking into her eyes or how should they go in for the kiss? Well, for that, yes, deep eye contact, right? So make sure that in this silence, you're holding eye contact. You're looking right at her. And then that's it. I mean, you really just lean forward and go for it. But here's the thing, too, you got to realize. I, I'm, I'm kind of just coming up with this right now. I'm, I'm just kind of realizing is that a lot of guys might be uncomfortable because they're not really used to having the girl come kiss them, right? Like, that doesn't really happen. I'll admit that's rarely happened to me. I can count on my hand how many times a girl has went to kiss me. They're usually waiting for the guy to do it, Okay. So with that being said, they're kind of used to it. Like they get it. Like they know how to deal with a guy coming in and trying to kiss them. And that might be kind of, you might not be thinking about that, but that might be one thing that's making you nervous. Like you might be thinking like, oh, this is so weird. I'm just going in to kiss her. She's never going to see it coming. She knows. She gets it. Unless this is some girl who's 15 years old and it's her first kiss. Otherwise, the girl is going to know what's going on. She's going to be ready for it especially if you're giving her that, that kind of, like you said, it's a gaze, like that kind of deep eye contact, and then you slowly go in for it. She'll be ready for it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, what you don't want to do is surprise her. I mean, sometimes that can be good. I, you know, I kind of enjoy surprising her sometimes. But what I'd say for someone kind of starting out who's nervous about this, you want to avoid that because if she looks surprised, you might get more nervous. I can imagine a situation there, and then you might back down or you just create an awkward situation. Right. And that's why, that's why it's really crucial to look for those signs that she's interested in you. Okay. Because if those aren't there, that's going to shock her and surprise her. And she might be like, Oh, I didn't really know this was happening. Like you got to be somewhat in a mode where you're like, okay, I think, I think she wants me to kiss her. I mean, well, listen, she always wants you to kiss her if she likes you. So it's like, if you get those signs, She's going to want it. And that's another thing, too, you got to realize is that girls love kissing. They want to be kissed. Okay? They want to be kissed. So they're kind of waiting for you to do it. And if you see some of those overt signs, 
that she's interested. And one of those would be like, she's touching you a lot. She's waiting for you to do it because most likely she yeah. will not. You got to do her a favor and go for it. I mean, come on. Right. A lot of guys, they'll leave it too late. They'll leave it till the end of the date because of nerves. They don't see the perfect moment. <laughs> I think a good tip there is if you go to say goodbye and she's just kind of waiting there and, and she's not going anywhere, um, then she's waiting for a kiss from you. It's just because it's kind of not good to leave it till the end like that because it's kind of cliche situation where you're putting pressure on the moment. But if you do leave it till the end like that, would you say that's a good way to go about it? Just so you can see that if she's not moving, if she's not like leaving straight away and she's chatting a bit, like she's probably waiting for a kiss. Oh, absolutely. If she's not going inside, because if a girl is not having a good time and she doesn't like you, she has no fear to just get the hell out of there. She will just get out of there. Okay, had a, I really had a good time tonight. It was nice hanging out. And she'll just like book it into her house. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's that. She won't wait any longer because she knows. She knows that if she waits, right. <laughs> she's, she's going to get kissed. She gets it. She knows, she knows how that game works. And again, yeah. that's okay. That's totally okay. It's a yeah. And then you don't really want to wait till the end, but it's okay. I mean, it's really not the end of the world. Some girls don't really like PDA, you know, public displays of affection. So some girls are not going to be into maybe you doing it in public. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. You're not going to really know for sure if she's not into that. But I mean, listen, if you guys are on a date, you're in a cozy booth, you're right next to each other. The, the lights are dim. You've had a few drinks. You can tell she's kind of loose. You're kind of loose. And she is giving you intense eye contact and touching you. It's like, yeah, go for it. Like, that's a really good time. Like, if you, if you find an avenue before the end of the date to go for it, then you should definitely go for it. But it happens. It might not be maybe the right time. might not be appropriate to go for it just in those moments during the date. That's fine. Just, just do it eventually. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm such a big proponent of doing it on the first date because oh, I mean, listen, if, yeah yeah if, if everyone kisses just, on the first day <laughs> no I yeah mean, I, I, I think it's normal to like kiss on the first day if you're on the second date it just seems a bit slow maybe i'm misgaged i've hung out in different places from you what, what do you think about i think it's kind of normal to get to know each other not on most first dates not always it depends on the context but it's quite often a normal thing to do yeah totally normal totally normal again again she wants it Okay, she wants to be physical just as much as you do. So if she likes you, she's going to want it. There are exceptions. You know, I've been on some dates where there's some girls that are just, they have some set rules where they're like, I just don't kiss a guy in the first date. I really don't understand why. I don't, you know, I, it's probably a personal thing. Like maybe they've been hurt in the past or maybe they're going to feel slutty if they do or something like that. You're not going to come across that though that often you, you won't. Most girls are going to be totally okay with it. So yeah, perfectly normal to do that. And let's, <laughs> this is what I said. If you ended up not kissing her on the first date and it was so easy to get her on a second date, that is a sign that you should have kissed her on the first date right. because she would have definitely been interested in it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about rejection. Because this is like the big anxiety point. If a girl is going to reject your kiss, what is she going to do? If she rejects your kiss, she's going to move her head. She'll try to move her head. She yeah. will give you, she'll give you the kiss, but then she will uh, just do it very short and kind of pull her head away and not make it very long. So that will happen. Yeah. Or she could um, like turn her head to the side a bit to a cheek. So that right. you, you end up giving her a uh, cheek kiss. Right. She'll turn her head a little bit. I've been rejected before. 
definitely plenty of times. And it's really, it's not as bad. Cause like the worst, in my opinion, the worst part about it is that kind of like built up part before you do it. If she rejects me, I never feel in my, in my head, oh, I shouldn't have gone for the kiss. I made a big mistake because it wasn't you going for the kiss that made her not want to kiss you. That had nothing. To right, do with right, that. right. Yeah. But it's something else. Again, who knows? It could be a million things. She doesn't want to kiss a guy on the first date. She's not attracted to you. The date didn't go as well as you thought it did. You know, she didn't really have a good time. If you're at a bar or something, you try to go for a kiss. You didn't read the signs right. She wasn't as attracted to you as you thought she was. Or maybe she just doesn't want to do it in front of her friends or she doesn't want yeah. to do it in public. Again, a billion reasons. Uh, right, right. But, so, yeah. It comes back to the PDA. I would hate for a guy to kind of think that he got rejected when it was actually just a sign that, you know, she wanted more discretion. She wasn't into PDA so much. Maybe there's someone watching that she, she wouldn't want to be watching. So this could be a various, and you can kind of tell from being observant. But I've, I think one of the issues is that the guys, when they're in this, going to kiss her for the first time kind of mode, they're a bit more nervous, so they might not be paying attention as much to what's going on around them. Right, exactly. And uh, it's better that you tried. It's better that you tried to yeah. do it. Because like I said, you want to practice that. That's something that you actually will get that will get easier. Going for the kiss will get so much easier. And I encourage guys to try to do it sober if possible, which is so much easier to get physical with a girl when you've been drinking. And I mean, that's just not the best way to train yourself to do anything under the influence of something. So, I mean, if possible, yeah. you know, try not to be too wasted every time you try to do this. Cause then, cause then you're just going to know, Oh, I need a drink every time you want to try to kiss a girl, which is going to suck. I used to have that crutch when I was in my early twenties. That was my, I'd go and get drunk and hook up with girls. I used to believe in the power of drinking, um, like this all solved my love life in, in my early, early twenties. Yeah, so I can completely relate to that, and it's not helpful at all, longer term. No, it's not. I mean, obviously, because it's bad for your health to be drinking that much. But you don't feel as powerful. I mean, you have the when you don't have to rely on, on anything to do the things you want to do, I know it's a vague statement, but when you can do everything on your own without any kind of crutch, it's just, it's so much better. And you'll be better at it. Whatever you're trying to do without the crutch, you'll be better at doing it like that. Like when, you're, yeah. when you're going through the kiss, it's not going to be a sloppy, you know. You're going to be able to read the signs better. Your timing will be better. It's just you'll do better at it. Yeah, absolutely. Giving up alcohol is one of the, the first things I did when, when I got into this. Like literally was in bars all the time and I, I would never drink and just gave me a clear head. And I think I, you know, it was one of the reasons I learned a lot quicker than most guys at the time. I didn't have to deal with drink or any of those distractions and stuff. And on the rejection topic, I was wondering if like, you've seen this or you've, you've spoken to given a guy's advice on going too early for the kiss when she's not quite comfortable. And, and then you get this like soft kind of rejection, but actually, I don't know, maybe just like half an hour, 10 minutes or next time she's going to be ready for the kiss. How do you deal with that? Does that come up a lot? Um, yeah, that's come up a few times. I mean, there's like, there's something you can kind of say. It's funny, I haven't given this advice in a while, so I'm a little rusty on this, but there is a line that you can kind of say, you go for the kiss too early and she rejects you. It would be weird not to say anything. It would be weird to just, you know, <laughs> move on to another topic of conversation. So you want to call it out on some level. You want to say something, you know, just say something along the lines of like, you don't apologize for it, but you say like, I just felt this moment with you. I just had to, I just had to do that. Something like that. That might not even be the best thing to say, but something along those lines of just letting her know that you're not sorry for it, but you, you wanted to do that. 
that kind of gives her a platform to give her reason why she's not ready. And she'll probably say something like, oh, like, I just, whatever it is. I don't kiss guys this early. I don't kiss guys on the first date. Or, or she might even just totally reject it and say, like, oh, I didn't actually feel that with you. Or that's not how I think about you if she's putting you in the friend zone or something like that. But never feel ashamed of it. Like, own up to it. If you ever screw up in any way on any level, like, always own up to it. Call it out. That's the best way to overcome that because then it's going to destroy any kind of awkward moment and it's going to make you look confident for just calling out kind of like being aware of the situation. Cool. So is it possible to encourage girls to kiss you? Actually, my experience is that like, just like you, that most girls will not make the move to kiss you. It's kind of your job as, as the guy has happened, but it's like, I find it's with particular girls who are a bit more inclined to be more aggressive that way. I don't know. Is it possible? Because like, I know some, some guys, you know, they prefer to put the responsibility on women. Is that possible? I think, I mean, first of all, you shouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never tell a guy, like, to go out there and, and hope to wait that she does anything. But I mean... I think the closest you can get to getting her to kiss you is it's probably going to be a lot of touching and a lot of talking about, like if there's any conversations, like you guys are talking about sex, like the topic of sex comes up. So the kind of like vibe of your interaction is very sexual yet you haven't kissed yet, you know, or you're like kind of playing with her hands a little bit and you guys are really close. You could create that moment where you get like really close to her and you don't do it and you're like three inches away and then she goes for it. I'd say that's probably your best bet, but who cares at that point? That's what I say. Like, I personally would rather be in control than try to, to do some, I don't know, moves or techniques to get her to do it. It's yeah. Like, yeah. If you drop responsibility, if you drop control, like, Maybe it'll work out in the situation you're saying, but uh, you're leaving things up for chance rather than just like taking what you want in the world. Just right. uh, manning up. <laughs> it's like if you, if you want stuff in the world, you gotta you gotta go after it. Yeah, you gotta do it. I mean, and that's the best part of being a guy. I mean, I, that's one of the cool things I think is like, hey, girls are usually a little bit more submissive and they're kind of waiting for the guy to take control and do all that. And I think that's amazing. Like, great. I don't have to sit around and wait for anything to happen. I can just create it. What a wonderful thing. Okay, cool. Let's just say for argument's sake that we have had our first kiss with a girl. Are there different types of kisses? Are there different kissing techniques, approaches, which girls uh, respond better to and so on? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that there's, I mean, I just have one kind of technique so to speak. It's not really like multiple stuff. I guess it's just kind of one thing that I like to do. And it works, I mean, pretty much all the time. I've been told by many girls that I'm a great kisser. And I don't say that to show off. I really just kind of found the way to be able to make girls say that. Like I know the technique and I figured it out. And I'll say it right now. It's very, very simple. But when you start to kiss a girl, like the first second you kiss a girl, don't use your tongue right away and go very, very slow. So it's like you're doing this series of like open lip kisses. And right. then you can gradually start to incorporate your tongue. And it's like, make it progressive. You know, you're starting with like just a soft kiss on the lips and you're using kind of more of an open mouth. And then eventually you're kind of introducing your tongue a little bit. She'll introduce hers. And then you can kind of 
escalate from there. But one of the most common things I hear about kissing gone wrong, I think it might be actually potentially the only thing I've ever really heard in terms of a girl complaining about a kiss. It's always the same thing. The guy, and this is like, I almost quote this, okay? The guy shoved his tongue down my throat. I've never heard a girl actually say that they enjoyed that. The only time where that would be appropriate is if you guys are like in the heat of the moment and there is a lot of passion and she kind of starts to do it first. And that normally means that that she's already really turned on. So it's a gauge as well. If she starts like sticking her tongue down your throat, unless she's a very unusual girl, uh, she's normally very turned on. Um, So it gives you a gauge of how close to sex you probably are. Right, right, exactly. And And you can read that. And then you can create that. I mean, you can eventually get to the point where you guys, you start into kissing and escalates more and more and more and your arms are just tightly wrapped around each other. And all of a sudden, you're both kind of like going crazy with your tongues and looks like, <laughs> if you look on the outside of this, it looks like two people are sucking each other's faces off, which yeah. you might see like at a bar or wherever. And that's okay. But you don't want to start there. You don't want to start there. Exception, again, like I just said, exception is she starts that first because she's already so turned on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I'm noticing, I guess there's a pattern here. I mean, I, I see a pattern across the whole of dating. When guys get first into this, they kind of go zero to one, right? So it's kind of like the lunge kiss because I'm nervous and then I make the leap for the for the kiss and it's all at once and it's kind of going from zero. So I haven't been holding hands. There's been no physical contact. And then I bridge the canyon. I jump across the canyon to kiss her because, you know, I feel like, this is my last chance or whatever. And that's always wrong going from zero to one. But whereas you're showing in the kissing, it's exactly the same. You don't go from zero to one in kissing. There's also like kind of little micro steps and it's a smooth transition in art of kissing as well from, you know, just like the first lip touch to like when you get to a more passionate kiss a bit further along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're really, you're spot on there. For the guy who's listening right now, just understand this. And this took me years to find out, years and years and years. So I'll tell you right now, when it comes to dating and sex and getting sexual with a woman, women need things. To turn a woman on, she needs to be teased. It's not like guys. Guys can see not even a half-naked woman on the street. Just a girl with a little bit of cleavage and they'll get a boner, Okay. That is not the same thing for a woman. You have to understand that. There's a lot more that goes into turning her on, and there's a lot more switches that you have to flip to do that. And so it takes a little bit more time. So here's a little tip right now. When it comes to sex, women, not only do they like foreplay, they need foreplay. It's like essential. They need all of that to turn them on, to get them warmed up, because a lot of things with women are very mental, very emotional. So you got to do all that warming up. So bringing that back to what we're talking about, is that the same thing with kissing, with going for the kiss? Like it needs to be kind of this slower process. So they have to have patience as you go through this because they need to be teased and it needs to be slow. And that's what turns them on. Yeah, absolutely. Teasing is a very, very strong point because I, I think that rolls into talking about going into this slowly, but it's also I've seen some guys, I think this happens a lot. When you go to a club, you meet a girl, you start kissing her and then you're like, great, I'm kissing her, but maybe you're not ready to like move from there. And sometimes they'll just think like and and kissing and kissing and kissing to the point where it gets, it's basically all the same. And often you could actually lose the girl. She will get bored of it. She'll 
should have started maybe even feeling like uncomfortable. It's just like the same thing is going on and on. So I think there's like an element of variety, which is, and which leads to this anticipation and the girls really like this anticipation or teasing as you, as you put it. And it's, it's not just in the, the kissing, the first kiss. It's actually like when you're together and you're kissing that, that whole dynamic, it shouldn't be all the same all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, you gotta change things up. You gotta make it interesting. You gotta make it so she doesn't really know what's coming next. And that's, that's kind of part of the tease. I think that's what really teasing is. It's like you don't know what's going to happen next. And that, for men and women, is, is a big turnoff. Unpredictability, I guess we can say. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. To be playful. It's basically being playful. And it's a lot of fun. Sometimes she'll go for a kiss with you and you'll back away, you know, um, to really annoy her. It's one of my favorite games. That's a lot of fun. It's called being playful. You don't have to be full on because a lot of the guys, they're horny. So they're full on and they're like pushing, they're pushing into the girl, trying to kiss her harder and harder. And there's no playfulness in that. There's no teasing. There's no anticipation. No. I mean, it's really, again, like guys, like you got to be patient with it. And the more patient you are, the easier this is going to be for you. And the, and the more action you'll get. Be cool. <laughs> in terms of being more dominant in kissing or more, more passionate, have you got any advice around that area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of want to be that way from the start. So first of all, you're going to show your dominance the second you start kissing because you started the kissing. That's already a great move right there. The fact that you went for it, that shows a lot of balls. There's a lot of confidence in that, right? Girl's going to like that off the bat. But also the way you hold her and the way you grip her is also going to show a lot of dominance and she's going to be very turned on by that. And there's a ton of ways to do that, right? So you can grab her hips. You can put your arms around her and be kind of like pushing her back into you. So you guys are like chest to chest. So there's a lot you can do in that sense with your hands that are just kind of holding her tighter and that's going to turn her on. Right? So there's a lot of dominance in that. Uh, a move that I really like to do and not even something I like learned. It's just something I do naturally, but you should do it too, is you can take your hand, whichever one, and just, just one of them. And you put your hand on her face. It's like her thumb, your thumb, trying to explain this without people having <laughs> it's sounding better. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your hands on her face. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, you put your, your thumb <laughs> sticking up, I should say like, yeah, like in the air. Okay. So imagine you just hold your thumb up in the air, put that thumb right in front of her ear. Okay. And then the rest of your fingers are going to be lightly touching the back of her head. Does that make sense? Do you see that, Angel? Did I describe that right? Yeah, I can see it. I think they should understand that. Yeah. So it's like it's like you're kind of just holding the side of her face, but you're doing it very lightly. You're not gripping her head or anything like that. You're not and don't smack her face. Just lightly put your like you're holding like the side of her face and a little bit of the back of her head. Just put your hand there and do that for a little bit while you're kissing. And kind of like do that a little bit, then stop, and then maybe do it again and Go back and forth between maybe doing that and holding your hips and pushing her into you. I don't think there's anything else. Well, you can push I her mean, against you, the wall. The famous movie. I mean, there's a lot of movies where girls end up getting pushed up against walls. But, it, you know, it does. I think that that works well as well. So if you feel very comfortable with her and maybe you've been kissing before and you're walking down the street, say you're walking home with her, a fun thing to do is like push her up against a van as you're walking past and kind of make out of her or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And here's a good thing too is like, if you can get the kiss in, if there's an opportunity for you to have broken the seal and get the kiss in in the middle of the date, 
then that makes all the other kissing at the end of the night so much easier and better. Like you can get away with doing something like that and more fun. Like she's not going to be shocked when all of a sudden you guys are walking home and you push up against a wall or a car or something and start making out with her because you've already broken this deal. She's just waiting for you to kiss her again and you can do it then. So yeah, absolutely. So you can see how that's natural. Like guys listening, like, you know, if you've already been kissing during the day, it, it slowly progresses and there's more variation in your kissing and stuff. So it naturally leads to a higher point in the day. Right. Yeah. That escalation. Yeah. Cool, man. Is there anything we've missed on the topic of kissing that you think guys will be wondering? I'm trying to think. I mean, some guys might ask about like, when do you touch your butt? I've done that question a few times. And that's another move you could do. I mean, like if you guys are really into it, I guess there's only one sign you need to get like touching her butt or getting more gropey with her when you're kissing is just like, if she's, if you can tell she's really into kissing you back. And that doesn't mean by the way that she, that you need her to stick her tongue is stick, stuck down your throat. That's not the sign. Okay. That is a sign for sure. If she's doing that. You're, you're kind of good to go. You can get more sexual with her, but, but if you can tell she's kissing back, she's kind of as passionate as you, she's not pulling away. Like she's touching your hair she's rubbing your back. You know what I mean? You can tell that she's reciprocating and she's into it and it's been going on for a while, you know? So those are all the kind of signs. Then at that point, you can definitely get your hand on her butt, give her a little squeeze that definitely turns her on. I mean, you can even take it to the next level and start touching her breasts, you know? So those are things I wouldn't do that in a bar necessarily. Yeah. In a bar. That's, I think a lot of girls might not respond so well to that in a bar no maybe the butt because no one can really tell maybe the butt but like anything else probably right and girlfriends and boyfriends will do that a lot i think that's that's way cooler yeah i even like a lot of girls who are like have boyfriends like they don't like that they're like stop it you know what i mean like a lot of girls have issues with that some girls don't but but anyway it depends on the city (laughs) i don't know Or, yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't come across like, like a, a lot of girls I've been with that have been okay with it, especially if you're in a bar or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can, like, if you're like in front of her place or whatever, no one's around, it's like 1130 at night, like, yeah, just go for it. It's not the biggest deal. If she doesn't like it, she'll tell you no. And of course, I think we should say, just a Absolutely. disclaimer here, no means no, guys. Don't treat that like she's like teasing you. Like if she says no or tells you to stop or pulls your hand away or doesn't like what you're doing on any level, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Usual she, disclaimer. You know, we get in trouble for like this stuff because we, it sucks because we're trying to tell guys like what women want. You know what I mean? But then like a woman might hear this and be like, this is rape culture. It's like, no, this isn't rape culture. This is a teaching like <laughs> getting physical 101. You know what I mean? Like, so. Right. Yeah, no, no. yeah. So everything we've been talking about, you'll notice guys we've been talking about, she likes it like this. She likes it like that. It's enjoyable for her. It's fun for her. Like, so all the stuff we've been talking about, even when we're being dominant, girls like some dominant moves here and there. You've seen it in the movies even. Right. So it's pretty acceptable. Yeah. But as a disclaimer, you know, if she says no, obviously you have to look for the signs. It could sometimes just be like her moving away from you as well. That's that's an obvious, like, she's not into it. Exactly. If she was teasing you or is, like, just saying that because that's the turn on for her to, like, say no and then have the guy kind of be more forceful, then let her tell you that. Don't just assume that, you know, let her be like, no, 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 keep going. Let her say that. Right. That's you can just wait. Yeah. To say no. Yeah, it's just it's not. It, there are girls like that. We just keep saying no, no, no. But normally they'll be smiling and giggling as well. So it kind of gives you a body language, yeah, like sign that it's not a real no. But you have to be careful with that, of course. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, cool. Just uh, some quick fire questions I give to a lot of people just to round out the interview. What advice you give out 
the most to men for this area that you think is ignored the most? But it's really important, but they tend to ignore it or not use it. In terms of kissing? No, absolutely anything. Dating, sex relationships. Oh, anything. Anything that guys... That's a great question. I got to think about that for a second. Well, guys usually ignore. Like it frustrates you because you're like, if you just did this one thing, it would really be much easier for you. I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff, but I'll, I'll say one thing that comes up a lot that like I give guys advice on and I tell them specifically what to do and they just don't really do it. And I, this is what it is. It actually has to do with texting or asking the girl out. And I get why they don't take the advice, but still, you got to take the advice. <laughs> it's like they beat around the bush and they don't go for like asking them out. So for example, like they'll be texting with a girl and I'll be like, all right, so just say like, hey, what's your schedule like this week? Let's hang out. Something like that. I'll give them the advice to just kind of go for it. And they'll still kind of beat around the bush and they won't really go for it. And they'll, they'll kind of like, instead of telling the girl, like, we should hang out, they'll say, like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, there's, there, the guys get really, really nervous to be a little bit more dominant in terms of getting the girl on a date. Yeah. And I get it. It's, it's definitely like, it's, it's kind of scary because you're not really used to that. You're just not used to being that kind of, in that kind of mode when you're trying to get a girl out. But that is the best way and the way that women want you to do it, right? They're waiting for you to ask them out and tell them what to do. And if you're that nervous, you can always add in something there that kind of makes it a little bit less. So for example, if you're telling a girl like, let's hang out on Thursday and she's like, okay. And then you say, all right, Thursday, eight o'clock, meet me at blah, 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 bar. We'll get a drink. It will be awesome. Right. So that's a really good way to do it. If you're that kind of like, ah, I feel a little uncomfortable with being so direct like that, just add in sound good question mark. So you'll be really direct telling her what to do, but then you give her kind of the option to be like, oh no, I don't like that place or I've been there. So you're kind of giving an opportunity for her to have some say, but at the same time, you're still being direct, so she'll appreciate it. So I think that's kind of the main thing that guys just ignore the advice on because they just they're too nervous to really go for it and i'm telling you it's it's the best way to ask a girl out and get her to meet up with you yeah yeah that that is very common it's where they have nerves or sometimes they feel like they have to do more to get the date because they don't deserve it in the back of their head i feel like they're saying i don't deserve the date i don't like i'm not good enough for this girl um so that's what i do it's the same with online dating they'll text backwards and forwards for a long time and have a conversation whereas you only need to exchange free messages or something like, hey, why don't we meet up? Okay, very good. Great, great, great point, man. Um, that's a good one. So where's the best place for people to connect with you? Learn more about what you're up to. Your YouTube channel? You got a podcast too? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the best place to go is just go to tripadvice.com because that's, that's the main hub. If you want to see my YouTube channel, there's a link on there for my YouTube channel. If you want to listen to my podcast, which by the way, I just interviewed Angel on. So that episode is up. You can listen to that one or really anything else about, I got some free courses and stuff and a lot of free stuff to give you where you can learn more about seduction and texting and talking and asking girls out and stuff. It's all on my website. Just go to tripadvice.com. That's trip with two P's and you'll find everything there. Cool. Is your name Trip Advice? <laughs> 
I meant to ask no. you this before the before the interview because I was like, what do I call him? Because he keeps calling himself Trip Advice, and, and like I was like, what's his second name? Do you have a second name? No, or is no, it no. Just call Trip? Yeah, I mean, it, Trip Kramer. Trip is just kind of. The, but everyone knows you by Trip. Trip. It's Trip. Trip, like Madonna or Prince. You know, it's just Trip. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, no, just Trip. Tri- advice is no. It's just it's the advice of Trip. So yeah, Trip Advice. All right, excellent. Who besides yourself would you recommend for high quality advice in dating sex relationships? Besides you? <laughs> besides me as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who's really awesome, actually, who I definitely look up to? I don't really think he's much. I don't know how much he really is in the dating space anymore or really exactly what he's up to. But anything yeah. I've ever read from Mark Manson is pretty incredible. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, he still does some some dating stuff. He does, uh, he does a lot of self, self-help psychology it. stuff now as well. Yeah, but he's still got uh, yeah. some of the dating area. Yeah. I guess yeah. whenever I read his stuff, I'm like, yep, I agree. Yep, that's good. Yep, that's good. And I, like every blog post he ever puts out goes viral because he gives good advice. He's got a good perspective on stuff. So that's definitely someone you want to check out. I'm, I'm very much aligned with the stuff that he says. I like it a lot. Cool. Excellent. Okay, the yeah. last, uh, last question here. We ask this of everyone. What are your top three recommendations to guys if they're just starting from zero, from scratch, don't have any prior knowledge about this whole dating, sex and relationships area, what would be the top three tips you give to them to get as good as fast as possible? I'm going to say kind of one thing, but there's just different steps to do it, if that kind of counts. Sure. Basically, the one big tip is to go and leave your house as much as you can, as soon as possible, and talk to as many people as possible that you don't know. So that includes guys, girls, groups of guys, groups of girls. Don't even think about what you need to say too much, how you need to open up the conversation. Don't think about getting the girl's number. You don't think about anything that all the things that you really want, like having sex probably and getting dates and numbers, don't even think about any of that stuff. Just go out and talk to as many people as you can. And the sub tips there are really like, cause that's a difficult thing to do, but it's like make time to do that. Sit down, schedule out like a week in advance, what days you're going to go out to do that. And like, like it's working out. Like imagine just like you want to go to the gym this week. Okay. Which, which days are you going to go? Which muscles are you going to work out? Okay. For this, it's like, which days are you going to go out? Where are you going to go to talk to people? Where are you going to make that happen? doesn't matter where it is a bar, the sidewalk, an event, wherever it is, make and create time to go out and start talking to people because that is going to get you. I mean, that's going to get you better faster than anything is just being able to get over the hump of starting to have conversations with people. And what's really cool is if you actually take that advice, if you actually really just get off this podcast and do that and just do it for a month, which is a long time, by the way, you did it for a full month. And then you came back to the loads of material that are out there on all the websites and all that stuff. That's going to make so much more sense to you than just doing a lot of the reading and and listening and and learning and then going applying, then applying the stuff. Because once you've kind of gone out there and you've like just tried to talk to people, you've gotten rejected and it's been kind of weird and you don't really know what's going on, but you know that you've been out there socializing. When you come back to the material and you get some of the tips, like whatever it is, like opening up with something or body language or flirting or 
merging groups and getting people to talk, talk to each other, like all that stuff, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know when I could do that. I know where that will help. Like it's going to connect in your brain so much easier because you're going to actually know, you're going to know what to do with that information. Like you're going to get where to put that information because you've already had these experiences of talking to people that you don't know. So I would say make a schedule, find places to go and start talking to people. Doesn't matter what you say, just get conversations going with anyone you can on anything you can. So I think that's probably my, my biggest tip there. Yeah, that's a great tip because uh, it's just getting that first momentum um, will, will make all the difference for a lot of guys. They're just kind of waiting for that first bit. Thanks for that. Great tip. And thanks for coming on the show. Great to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate being on and sharing some knowledge. Take control of your dating life today. Take one idea or one insight from today's episode and apply it today. Don't wait. Do it today. That's all it takes to change your life, step by step, episode by episode. Learn more about what I, Angel Donovan, and my team do at DatingSkillsReview.com. How we help men like you take control of their dating lives.